Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Chris Gavin. And we hate this movie. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in to the program. Uh, this week, we are continuing uh, what is now our traditional worst of the previous year month. Uh, so it's it's the worst of 2013. And we are here to discuss a movie you might not have heard of. Didn't exactly get a theatrical release. Not a big blockbuster spectacular. Not a lot of write-ups in the press. What? That's right. Easy Rider, The Ride Back. Directed by... Dustin Reichert, I'm really fighting the urge to just go take a shower. I fought the urge while watching this to have an aneurysm. Like, it's <laughs> just one of those situations where you really just question what's going on in your own brain. You, it's true. You might actually go insane yeah, watching it, this. I think very, you might, right? Because uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, this is, this is so impossible. It's so impossible that this exists like this isn't a thing I'm, i must be making this up i made up finding the dvd i made up putting it in my dvd player i made up what i'm watching right now like it is such an impossible thing but it exists it, that's the reality it changes you though I, I this this might be a little inside new york baseball here but if anyone's seen those posters that were on the subways and they might have been elsewhere too of um abortion it changes you <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like you, you know, there's yeah. all those pro life ads. They're like yeah. abortion. It changes. I didn't know that. That's either. what should have been yeah. on the poster for this. Like yeah. it's Easy Rider, the ride back. It changes you. Yeah. Like Easy Rider, the ride back. It'll ruin your family. See, well, we, it's possible. I don't know. It, I th- see if will. they wanted to get the you know. I mean, it would probably only play at the quad. But like, if they wanted now to get talk this, about New York inside well, baseball. Yeah, um, the, I don't think the quad would play this. I, uh, the quad's got some fucking <laughs> standards, man. You couldn't pay him to play. I mean, I mean, we're going to get into what goes on in this movie and the wrongheadedness of this movie. But really, folks, what we're doing right now is just expressing like how impossible it is that this exists. Well, it's one of those things where remember when in the 90s, uh, I think it was late 90s, early 2000s, where people were talking about how they wanted to do the prequel to The Godfather with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. And I was just like, it can't happen. It's not going to happen. Nobody's going to allow this to happen. 
And it's my feeling about like if they were trying to do the conversation too. Yeah. Or, you know. <laughs> oh, enemy of the state. Or yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That is a good movie, I think. Yeah, I think. It's an entertaining movie. It's it, it keeps you going. It's a, it's a Sunday hangover movie for me. It is a Sunday hangover yes. movie. Now yeah. we we did a lot of Will Smith bashing last week, so we can't really be getting hands into that. off. Hands yeah. off. Yeah. So we'll get into some Jeff Fahey. <laughs> But you're you're right though. There was that trend of like we're gonna do prequels and sequels to like all these classic movies. Like, oh, what happens if Jack Nicholson goes back to Atlantic City? King of Marvin Gardens too. Why not? Fuck it. Like, this is such a dumb ass thing to think is a good idea. Well, no one asked for this. Like, at least at least Godfather. I think they still did. Like, some other guy did some books about it, and like, there's you know, there's. Yeah, like there, are, there, there are non-Mario yeah. Puzo books. And it's already been done three times, and you've already had one that was bad enough that people were like, what, what's the worst that could happen? But Easy Rider is like a standalone thing, totally counterculture, like, like an independent, yeah. amazing movie that came out Change, in 1969. Like one of that handful of, of films, and this episode might wind up being a gigantic commercial for the BBS Productions box set that, that Criterion Janice put out. The but lovely box. It's, it's great. It's, it's really amazing. amazing. Like it's, those... it's it's great. You know, you got you got what King of Marvin Gardens. Gardens. You said five easy pieces. The last picture show head head, head easy, easy rider, rider one. Um, uh, drive drive. You, drive, you, you said, said Jack yeah. Nicholson's directorial debut and the uh, safe place. Is it? I think that's in right. a safe place. Yeah. I mean, these are amazing movies that you know quite literally changed the scope of the American cinematic this landscape. This is new American cinema one hundred and one, right? Exactly. It's it's film school in a fucking box set. Like I know that that's the Criterion like Eclipse logo yeah. or their motto or whatever, but that box set is film school in a box set. And this movie takes that box set out to a field. And 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 this movie pulls its pants down and mm-hmm. takes a big steaming dump all over American film history. Well, when you know something's wrong, when both ho- Hollywood and society at large says no to something, and they yes. said no to the idea of us bringing all these seventies movies and sixties movies back into the limelight and being right. like, yeah, let's do this again. This I'm i read on imdb it's consi- it's it's labeled as a revisionist drama you know that word revisionist <laughs> is just slung around anytime someone makes a douchebag bad idea of something and then yep. it's like oh oh uh no sorry it's not directly related it's just revisionist i i also feel like that's sort of like imdb or whoever wrote that being like this isn't canon to the uh, the original <laughs> Easy Rider. Yeah, you know what? This is the never say never again to the actual James Bond franchise. That's a perfect way to put it. You know, I, mean, I, I never thought I'd say this, but thank God Dennis Hopper's dead. Oh, yeah. Clearly. What, do you, thank what, what God, do you mean? Because if he fucking lived to see this movie... Oh, he'd be dead again. Yeah. He'd but, be dead twice over. Dude, he's fucking spinning in that grave. I want a movie where Dennis Hopper finds out about this movie and then he's wired a bicycle to a motorcycle to explode. Call you a bowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like and that's it. Notice how we keep saying Dennis Hopper and whatnot. I can't really give a shit what Peter Fonda thought about this movie because he's in Boondock Saints 2 All Saints Day. Oh, yeah. I mean, so he that doesn't credibility, give a shit. you know, I, whether well, or not he even knows that this movie exists. Dennis Hopper is not clean. No, but, but, he's, but he's, he's dead. He did crash a, the series. He's definitely not clean. I'm not saying his hands are, are angel white, baby. I'm just saying, you know. He, he definitely is above 
Fonda, and he directed Easy Rider. Yes, exactly. And as much as it would give me a heart attack if it ever happened, The Godfather at least calls for... It's such a wide span of people. It's such a menagerie of characters that you could have a lot of backstory, and you could go off on these little individual movies with these different characters. Who the fuck ever gave a shit about who, what, where these two guys came from? Well, uh, yeah, and then it's like all the characters in that goddamn movie die. It's like, why do you need to do a sequel, prequel, or anything? And that's that's the other thing about it. It's such a backdoor way to approach this, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we can get into a little bit about what this movie is. So, the movie is told from the standpoint of Peter Fonda's character's younger brother whose name Morgan. is Morgan. Morgan Williams. And it's just, Chris, you said that this fella is like a lawyer He's from a Cincinnati lawyer who must be a bajillionaire. Not 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 the not the character, the actor. Yeah, the, the actor, actor yeah. and the writer, writer of this Drek. <laughs> yes. I'll so say it. Is, I'll drop the D's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's Drek, don't worry. It's it's clearly like this passion project or something. This oh, dude's yeah. got a bunch of money floating around. So so it's told from the perspective of this dude Morgan. Which, by the way, Eric, you rewatched Easy Rider recently for this. I saw it yeah. a couple months ago when I got that box set. But aside from the scene of Peter Fonda when they're tripping on acid in the graveyard in New Orleans where he mentions my mother, he says, my mother, my mother, mm-hmm. there's no mention of a family of any kind. I don't think so because I think he cares about uh... – the Self, present? Yes, about freedom, about self-expression, about being your own person, about being one with what you know the greatness of America, which is kind. Of, this movie kind of perverts into like a conservative angle, which is the craziest. I guarantee you, this guy calls himself a libertarian. No, that's uh, that's exactly what I said oh, to Eric. Eric and I yeah. were texting about this last night. This movie is a super. It's got a real super libertarian bent to it for sure. But Wyatt Williams, Fonda's character, right. I don't think was libertarian. I think no, no. they were they were flirting with hippie culture. That's a totally different apple. Totally. I mean, and that's the, and that's the whole th- that's the whole conceit of Easy Rider. It's like these dudes who are counterculture in and of themselves, like the biker culture, venture off into the American frontier and encounter hippie culture and experience what that is and take let that you know take them over. That's. That's right. what that movie. That's like that, that's about, the climax of that movie. Going with the flow, you know, you're 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 just your own person there. You're you're experiencing your environment, and that's that's all you need to be, you know. And then the hippies are doing it their own way, and the bikers are doing it their own. And that, that's great. But the, the difference is, the libertarian would judge. They, they would do that, but then they would judge every single person they came across. <laughs> I mean, we can't get to this. And it, to to quote uh, Steve Sadak, I couldn't write down all these lines. This the the script in this movie, and it's you could put Brando in this movie, and some of these all of these lines would not fly. It would. It's insane. Have, it's mean, insane. It's it's one of the worst scripts ever. And so, it's some of the worst acting ever. It's worst shooting. Look at the fucking movie. It looks like garbage. <laughs> oh, and then, oh, if you see this in HD. Man, are you going to see some nasty saddlebag leather skin? Uh, there are some, some some catcher's mitt faces in this movie. But so, okay, so here we go. We got Morgan Williams, Wyatt Williams' younger brother. He's been living in Mexico since the Vietnam War, okay? 
He's been living down in Mexico. He's involved in dealing weed down there. He's made kind of a nice life for himself. But he also deals in fine leather goods. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that's about. So the the flick starts off. He's like, my name's Morgan Williams. I had a brother named Wyatt. You might remember him as Peter Fonda in this classic movie that this <laughs> yeah, movie but... is not. You know, and the, all they can show, by the way, is the bike wreck footage. Notice there is not one actual appearance of Peter Fonda. There is not one shot of Dennis Hopper. There's none of their likenesses. Right. The closest you get is the the tail end of the movie. There's the helicopter shot. You see the bike wreckage, mm-hmm. and then and then uh, 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 Fonda's body. You can kind of see Fonda's body like off on the side of the road, but definitely not enough to make out that as Peter Fonda. Which to me is like clear. Like, okay, you want to make this dumb little movie? You're not showing my fucking face in it. Yeah, and I'm surprised he even got the rights to show any any footage from the original film. Yeah, you see like his his like American flag, like Captain America motorcycle, like the shot where it shoots in the air. And here is a big hunk of bullshit, okay? Now, he actually Morgan Williams down in Mexico has like he he found the bike that that Wyatt had that, you know, was partially destroyed and has rebuilt it and recreated it and he now has it down in, in Mexico. And the jacket, or whatever, or he just—he also it. stole his jacket, right? But here's what I'm thinking: like, okay, so my older brother in 1969 gets murdered by hillbillies, who are you know, who probably got away with it, who probably just you oh, know, yeah. no, yeah, pro- they yeah. definitely get. Yeah, there's no witnesses, yeah. and then by the time word gets back to where whatever goddamn ranch this place is <laughs> oh, that God, that yeah. the family compound is on. And then I have to trek all the way down to some parish in in some uh, you know backwater Louisiana. What are the odds I'm going to get that bike that that motorcycle? No, you're like not getting you're the not. motorcycle. No, no. You're not getting that jacket. No, you're not. You're not doing it. it and it's, especially if you're young, you're, you're this younger kid. Like you're, it's not happening. You're not going out there. You're not dragging this motorcycle across the country. And, I just imagine Morgan like on his tricycle is behind Dennis Hopper and <laughs> Williams just like I'm coming. Oh, oh, you're all dead. Oh, you were shot dead. Oh, okay. So there's also Peter Fonda also has a sister. Yep. So the sister comes down to Mexico and she's like, "Hey, Morgan, you've been living down here." Since the whatever it is, the early seventies, the late sixties, when you and Dad had a big falling out over Vietnam. You have to come back because dad's not doing great. And this dude's just like, no, I've got a life here. It's pretty great. I've got my Mexican wife. I've got a couple of kids. I sling weed. That's what I do. I deal with a cocaine dealer for some reason. He's there. There is just some Mexican drug lord yeah, in this movie. It's a, it's a real on. high up in society type thing. And it comes and, to nothing. It's just zero jack shit. And this sister actually has a line when, when they're down there in Mexico about how how the father never knew about Peter Fonda's like drug stuff. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> great. Well, well, all right. That's, but, that's fantastic. Hey, that's terrific. <laughs> Who cares? It's just, I don't know. It's to me, it's just like, I don't know. man. I just <laughs> you are so know, flabbergasted man. by this movie. Folks at home, Eric is shaking his head so much. We're talking about this movie. Well, can we talk about when I thought I was hallucinating yes, when I watched please. this movie? Uh-huh. Within the first five minutes of this movie, the, the movie begins with um, it's it's footage of, uh, is it Fonda or is it just the It's guy? not Fonda. That's the thing. That's the other thing about this movie. This dude, I feel at some point in this guy's life, this the star and the writer and producer of this movie, 
someone told him that he kind of looks like Peter Fonda. And now here we are 23 years later or whatever. And he's made this movie because he's on the motorcycle dressed up to look exactly like Peter Fonda. And he's down to like every knit. Like it's just the hair, everything. So yeah, this was his own bike, his own jacket that he 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 had at home. Yeah. Yeah, This dude's an easy rider super fan. So Phil Pitzer is this guy. Yeah. He's driving and there's, I, he's doing the narration as well. Yeah, the, and, I had a brother Wyatt. Blah, yeah, blah, just blah. to remind. Oh, killed. yeah. Have you ever heard about Easy Rider? Yeah, this is what <laughs> fucking happened to everybody. And like, I'm like, okay, that's fine. And like, he's describing what happened. And at one point, he says this: "This guy was crystal blue, just like I was." Holy shit! Like what? What? I'm sorry. Well, you know what? You know what? Hey, uh, hang on, everybody. We got to hear that again. This guy was crystal blue. Just like nine eleven. Yep, no, that's definitely what he said. Yeah. He said that a day they they were murdered on a day with a sky as clear as it was on nine eleven. What the fuck are you even talking about? <laughs> what, like, are you kidding me? I couldn't believe he, I I was like, there's no. I had to talk to you guys in the middle of the day <laughs> to be like, can somebody check this? I'm not sure if that actually happened because they couldn't have that low taste. I Just mean. like on nine eleven. Like, what are you? What are you fucking saying? By trying to invoke 9-11 in the, the intro narration to your dumb movie. Let, let me get this straight. The death of a fictional character. <laughs> fictional as all get out. Equivalent to 9-11. Kinda. <sighs> they, were, they, were, they were murdered on a day like 9-11. Just shut the fuck up, dude. And it sets this, I mean, and the line sets the stage for the rest of the movie, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this movie is all, you know... Pro-veteran, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with being pro-veteran. No. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that comes up a lot. There's a lot of, like, serving your country stuff. With Again, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no, Listen, there's nothing wrong with any of that. What's wrong with that is trying to put that in the context of a movie with Easy Rider at the front of it. It doesn't... It's the the counterculture... <laughs> And then you it's have, so flabbergasted. and then it's just like, oh god, no! It's just like, it's like, oh, that that the definitive counterculture blockbuster, yeah. Easy Rider. Oh, if you like that, you might like the sequel, the uh, the all American patriotic esta- pro establishment movie, Easy Rider: The Ride Back. Yeah. Oh, oh, why? Because because he's in a libertarian. You're right, but he's also he also fashions himself a patriot. You know. Oh yeah. You know. You know and. You got to mention 9-11. You got to mention the Iraq war. Well, you know what? Hey, man, say what you want about the war. Oh, God. But don't, don't you ever badmouth a warrior. And that, what's, oh. what's amazing about that line, right? You say what you, you know, disagree with the war, don't disagree with the warrior, or whatever that, the, the, the line is. The thing that the character is responding to is nothing that's anti-armed servicemen that's and the women. Thing is, there's no, there's, someone says something, it's like, Blah blah blah. We should you get know? out of there. Oh, that yes, that's it's what it sh- is. We should that's get, out, get of out of the Middle East. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And then it's like, oh, hey man, lay off the soldiers. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you're saying that you don't want the soldiers there. You're saying the soldiers yeah. should be home and safe and not in battle. No, no, no. Hey man, say what you want about the war. The warriors off limits. Like, just yeah. shut up. You know who else? You know, hey, don't and don't you dare badmouth Lyndon Johnson near me. <laughs> Well, because that's the other thing. That even though I ran, even though I'm a draft dodger who's <laughs> yeah. giving you goddamn shit. 
for not being hoorah supporting all these kids dying in the Middle East for nothing. That's what's great, too. It's like, listen, if you want to make a movie about a dude who's like a super patriot who goes out and he starts like harassing people that are, you know, anti-government and anti-war and anti-this and that. That's totally fine. You're within your right to make that movie. But that guy cannot be a fucking Vietnam draft dodger. <laughs> you can't. Here's the thing, like, you, even though that it doesn't make sense that he's a Vietnam draft dodger, but they, you know, they, I think they, they mentioned it offhand, even in Easy Rider, that um, Peter Fonda's character is like, oh, he's Captain America because he's got, he's got the, you know, the bike and the jacket. It's like, you know, it's alluded to that maybe he was like, a, like an evil Knievel type or a stunt driver or something, right. but. That doesn't necessarily mean he's actually Captain America. Yeah, you don't have to live up. Yeah. You don't have to act like your brother was America. He's a fucking drug taking, drug dealing, like motorcycle I rider. He cared Who about fucking grass, ass, and fucking taking a little LSD once in a while and chilling out in the fucking beautiful countryside, looking up at the stars, not having someone to tell him what to do every day. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, he was being a little sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, exactly. Just maybe he yeah, was oh, being a little sarcastic. Oh yeah, I have the American flag on my motorcycle. <laughs> Call me Captain America. All right then. Yeah. Well, all right. You said Captain America. <laughs> That's your nickname now, Wyatt. Good Where's for you. you? Uh, oh man. I mean, and by the way, if it is true, and again, we're making all sorts of assumptions about what is his name, Phil, Phil Pitzer. Phil Pitzer. Like, we don't know the dude, but presumably he's a massive Easy Rider fan, right? Yeah. It's a massive something. Talk about talk about just missing the point of the thing that you may, you might love to pieces. Well, it's it's some, like some members of like the baby boomer generation. Once again, nine eleven happened. That clear blue sky. <laughs> oh yeah, I heard there was a clear blue sky on that day. I think I learned that from Easy Rider: The Ride Back. <laughs> It's like it's like Dennis Miller, you know, like all these people changed on a dime. Yeah. You know, they they now they're sort of thinking about it differently. And then, you know, we're we these these warped minds are looking back at the sixties. Not good, man. Not a good mix. And here's the thing, I know plenty of guys who like going out on the weekends and riding their motorcycles around, and that's what they do. And that's just fine. There's, Whoa, there's you're you're friends with a biker gang? Not a gang. <laughs> Dude, can we hang out with them? You didn't tell us you're friends with a biker gang. Dude, man. No, you guys don't have club jackets. <laughs> I need um, some AK-47 stocks moved, moved yeah. across country. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to them. Right. I'll talk to Rib and the other boys. <laughs> and see if I can get a deal on the, you know, uh, you know, know, you know, <laughs> you know. You were saying about your biker friends. Uh, so, there are. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There are people who do that, but this is one of those things where, like, it's about recapturing. Like, they really take it as like it's recapturing your fucking masculinity and it's fucking going out there and being a goddamn American motherfucker. And like, <laughs> like that's the whole. Mo and that's what he took away from Easy Rider was that you're supposed to be an American motherfucker. You're supposed to be a, a man American, Dad, a mannequin. Yeah. Oh no, not a mannequin. No, I'm not a mannequin. I meant a manly American. Oh. All the whole thing's lost. <laughs> now they're trying to put me in Macy's. <laughs> it's I love of, that some some rednecks is like I am not supposed to be here. <laughs> I mean, the the original movie was just like, hey, don't be an asshole. Yeah, and then you take away from it. 
I gotta be an asshole. <laughs> I'm gonna make. You know what? The the movie preaches to me not to be an asshole. I'm gonna go ahead and make a movie in where every single character is just a gigantic flaming asshole. Which brings us to Jeff Fahey. <laughs> Perfect transition. Uh, Jeff Fahey, who we are all fans of on uh, this yeah, show in one way course. or another. You know what I'm saying? I always bring up Fra- Captain Frank Lupitas from Lost. I mean, the, the body parts is a fun movie too. You know what I'm saying? But what? What what are you doing? Well, we should set up. Uh, so okay, so Morgan has to is being dragged back to his home ranch. Well, so the sister says, "Listen, Dad's not doing so hot. He's moving in with me." The sister has married some rich businessman, and they have a bunch of houses, which the dad hates because the dad's he's a he's a veteran of the big one, and he you know he he hates that this dude's a super businessman, hates his stinking guts. Why? I don't know. He just he he hates that dude. Was he a Nazi? (laughs) Listen, nothing in this movie makes sense. He hates this prosperous American business. I think because like he was like a like American farmer, and now and now you know we got to take it back for the for the land. Yes, I I I believe that's. I think there's some of that. There's a streak of that. Yeah. Yeah. So so he she's like, listen, Dad's living with us now at the ranch. His birthday is coming up. It might be his last birthday. She's kind of playing the death card a little little bit bit. here. She's like, the least you could do is stop slinging weed in Mexico for a week. Come up, say hi to him. They've had this big falling out. They haven't spoken in 40 years or whatever the thing Mm -hmm. is. So she leaves. He's like, no way. No way would I ever do that. I'm never speaking to that man again. This is his acting tone, by the way. Yeah. No, I will never do that. Here's some reefer. Smoke it if you want. I'll be out back. That's actually better than his. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, so, so she's like, fine, you know, do what you want, asshole. You know, I'm out of here. So then he decides in a scene we don't see, he makes the decision that he will make the ride back. Which, by the way, this is about 15 minutes into this movie, if I don't, if I'm remembering correctly. And that's where the credits start. Yeah, yeah, there is. It's a, it's a shitty thing where we're doing this like cold open setup, And then the credits happen and you're like, we didn't really successfully set anything up. Yeah, I guess that's a cold open. I mean, I'm not. I guess you know how to well, make a movie. Well, they yeah, we showed him some Mexican fireworks and um, hey, whatever, easy rider. <laughs> yeah, get ready for it. Here you go. So he's on the road, and and he's on the road. You know how we know he's on the road, by the way, with some classic. We didn't have to pay a lot of money for it. Fart rock. Oh. Some good old fashioned American the fart music prime. in this movie. It's, I have a big old note that says fart rock. I'm glad we're all on the same page. <laughs> this the like and, and again, take Easy Rider, filled with amazing American music. Yeah, some of the yeah. best music ever made. And granted, that's you know they licensed it when it was coming out, right? Yeah. But my God, why are you making a a sequel to a movie that had so much to do with the music without you know you're never going to have any good music in it. I mean, this is just nothing karaoke I mean, hall music. I think he just corralled all like the Cincinnati cover bands to write some original material. I mean, and- I, I looked at the music credits, and it's the same dude that did three songs. And that's just the shit you hear through the whole movie. Except for one astounding rendition of America the Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, which we'll, which, we'll which get, we'll to, get we'll to. We'll get to that. But, I mean, the music in this movie, it's like, okay, now I need kind of a, 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 a loose, like, the journey's just starting kind of rock song. 
And that's exactly what that song is that plays out. You know, okay, now now I got my buddy with me on the road. Now Jeff Fahey's with me. So we got to have some kind of little bit of a harder rock. No, you know, you know what? There's not enough fart rock in that sound, though. <laughs> Could you fart rock it up a little bit more? And all the lyrics always have to do with directly what's going on in the scene. Yeah, yeah. Every, like, <laughs> there's this like this scene where, like, Jeff Fahey and uh, Phil Pitzer meet up and they're, you know, they're getting on their hogs and they're getting ready to go. It's like, Meeting friends again, it's so fucking awesome. We're Going getting on the road, bar, drinking lots of whiskey. <laughs> and by the way, Jeffy, <laughs> we are introduced to him in the middle of what looks like like a like a mountain biking. Oh, oh that, yeah, oh, no, this it's is a awesome. dirt, it's like a dirt bike race. A dirt it's bike, a dirt yes. bike clinic. He's <laughs> teaching little kids. How to race dirt bikes. All I could picture was that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer's taking the karate class with like all the little kids. Because Jeff Fahey tries to ride this track and totally wipes out. And I just pictured Kramer like, we're all on the same skill level, Jerry. <laughs> and I mean, Jeff Fahey at some point in his life must have listened to Inagata DeVita at like 11 because he's screaming this entire oh, movie. He's just, and I think, I think one how much can jeff Fahey possibly care about this you know what i mean yeah. like he's just doing this movie there's probably not a lot of pay in it it's like yeah you get to ride a motorcycle for a couple weeks whatever that's what i thought the key was i thought he was just a motorcycle guy he's like oh you're gonna pay me to fucking act like an asshole on my motorcycle for what an hour sure. well apparently he's also friends with the director though possibly because he's in what other picture is it Oh, he's, yeah, the, the director also directed a Gary Busey movie called Ghost Rock. Um, it's like a Western. It's a Western. It's, a, it's one of the worst Westerns ever made. Uh, it's possible <laughs> stay tuned. And Jeff Fahey, yes, is in it. So, may, I mean, maybe that's got something to do with it. You know, who knows? He might be friends with this Phil Pitzer guy. Like, come be in my movie. Ghost Rock came out in 2003, I think. This movie started filming in, what, 2007? 2007. 2007. Yeah, by the way. That's how you can tell it's a sign of a classic movie. It's been finely aged on the fucking shelf for several years before and we get to 2013. So Jeff Fahey is also basically, he's filling in for Dennis Hopper's role. Which is but why I think he's trying to be like, even though Hopper is not wild and loud Hopper in Easy Rider, really, I think he's just <laughs> he's like... He's aging him appropriately in his head. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay. I'll be like, you know, the most recent Dennis Hopper. You know, I'm I'm gonna be a loud, crazy guy. And by the way, Jeff Fahey's name in this movie, oh God, is Wes Coast. Oh, just stop it. Just give it a rest with that. I West get it. Coast, everybody. You don't have to beat me over the fucking head with it. I get it. I really do. What is he? One of these rap artists? <laughs> There is an amazing scene though where where uh, this dude Morgan's like so Wesley Kostarski or like whatever his <laughs> real name is and he's like hey man please I don't want to hear that name it's like just shut up and the whole story of how he got the nickname was like he got on a a, a dirt bike riding circuit like in in the seventies or in the, it's like the early eighties or something and he became like a dirt bike like motocross star. And he just changed his name. What the fuck? Okay. It's just great. <laughs> just, just like my brother did when he went by Captain America. <laughs> that was a good time for America. So the whole thing is, listen, I'm going to see my dad. Hey, man, you should come see what my sister's up to because you guys used to have a relationship. Flashback to softcore pornography. Yeah. I thought it was a flashback to a porno they made. I thought that's what they did for money in their 20s is what they just 
fucked in a garage. That would be more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the fucking scene in the, the Love Actually when Martin Freeman and the girl are having all the like pretend sex. I thought it was something like that. Like it just cuts to this chick getting railed on a motorcycle. And I'm like, what what does this have to oh, do with oh, anything? Oh, they're so in love. Memories, man. <laughs> Back when America meant something. Now let's This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now, Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. Let's try to get an accurate count here because the amount of storylines in this movie is out of control. Because now here's where the movie splinters off. Okay, so we have... Uh, Morgan Williams and West Coast, and they are riding. Morgan's coming up from Mexico. They're going to make the ride back all the way to wherever this this sister lives. Okay, for the dad's birthday, going to settle settle the dust, make up with the old man. All this horse shit. So that's going on. Meanwhile, the old man is moving in with the sister, old Hickok. 
Yeah, old Bill Hickok is this character, everybody. <laughs> Fucking wild Bill Hickok. Whoa, he is really old. <laughs> He's like the grandfather from Texas Chainsaw. He's 200 years old and survives on blood. So this this old pus bucket's moving in with the, with his daughter, and he hates his son-in-law. He hates that he's been taken from his home. He wants to die on his farm, not live in this this fancy McMansion that you, you're so graciously taking me in and giving me free food and shelter and making sure I don't die in a puddle of piss on my own bathroom floor. So I was fine being homeless in Austin. That's... Why did you bring me here? It's communism. <laughs> Putting clothes on my back. Plain old communism. Give me a sheet on my bed. What? How fucking dare you? Give me a stick. Put me in the desert. I'll make it. I have no daughter. All right. (laughs) Take away one of my hands. I'd rather that than you give me a hot meal. So this old codger's moving in. So it's that, but then like the codger... It's all flashbacks. Well, it's all, it's all flashbacks. Because now we got a we had storylines from him. We get flashbacks of him in World War II. And it's like, you know what Easy Rider never did? Took the fucking point of view of a demented old man. <laughs> Why am I seeing the vaguest of Nazis in the world? Why? What? what <laughs> I didn't even know. It was, I wasn't certain it was a Nazi. To be yeah, I was there like, is, is this there Korea is, or not? There is nothing worse than a vague Nazi. You're either up in front and open, we're here, we're Nazis, whatever. You couldn't afford the swastikas, Paul? (laughs) Yeah, they could not license swastikas, I feel. From from the Hitler estate. We are big fans of Easy Rider. We do not believe in your project. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. So, So this old man, right? So he's all pissing and shitting himself and hating life. And then... In comes Rance Howard, who is Ron Howard's father. He's in every Ron Howard movie. You've definitely seen this man in a hundred things. fucking awesome in Nebraska. Yes. Oh, man. Talk about opposite ends of the spectrum as far as Rance Howard movie roles this year. Yeah. So in comes Rance Howard. And my first thought was, he. It's a, you see a, a motorcycle coming up the drive. Dude takes off his helmet, and it's like one of those tilt-up, right? Like, we're going all the I way I thought up. it was Ghost Rider for a second, because when that skull came out of that helmet, when it turned out, <laughs> turned out it was just Rance Howard. Well, Coming to take you. Like, the helmet comes off, and it's just Rance Howard. And I was like, does Ron Howard know that he did this? Like, Ron and Clint got to get him, like, in a facility, or he's got to move in with Ron or something. Like, yeah. How on earth was he allowed to do this movie? Does he even know where he is right now? I felt so bad for him. Like, I, I love, like, Rance Howard is, like, Hollywood's grandfather. Like, everybody loves Rance Howard. And Not here, anymore. Here he is slumming it in this movie. So Rance Howard, okay, is an old army buddy of the dad's. Yeah. And the dad doesn't want to see him. They apparently haven't seen each other since World War II. Okay? They haven't seen each other since the mid-40s. And when Rance Howard walks through the door, this old fuck's like, meh, meh, I figured it would be you. Like, really, dude? You haven't seen this person in 70-odd years? Not like- a member of your family? Another f- member of your family since your birthday's come up? You didn't think that might happen? <laughs> really? It's this guy you haven't seen since you were in the shit. <laughs> So then Rance Howard like sits down and the whole thing is like the daughters called him to be like, listen, if you come up, maybe tell some of the old stories, reminisce, it'll get dad kind of on the right track, you know, feel he'll feel better about living here with me. So they just start telling war stories. But then after they're done war reminiscing, they want to keep talking 
So then he's like, okay, so then I had all these kids. And let me tell you about my first kid that went off to Vietnam. Oh, wait, but before that, I'm going to tell you about his life as a teenager in the, in the, the bopping fucking 60s. So like, now we have to deal with Virgil Williams. Or so he's, the, he's the oldest, the oldest. son. So but, he's, he's Peter Fonda's older brother. And he's the one that the dad loves. And he's the one that made the military career. But before that, even it, it starts with him. Old Hickok has oh. to explain to us who Old Hickok is. Oh, that's right. His life after the war, getting the farm built out. Like, I'm getting exhausted <laughs> just talking about all the storylines in this thing. Why do we need all this shit? You know what was great about Easy Rider? It was two dudes on the road, and eventually they picked up Jack Nicholson for 20 minutes. Yeah, well, like, now you know where they're coming from. They were trying to escape <laughs> this movie. They were trying to escape this horrendous family, apparently. Like, what? what about the Easy Rider story felt like empty to this person right like you know what it needs it does it doesn't just need two old lifelong friends on the road together it needs one of the friends father telling four different fucking stories around a kitchen table that's what easy rider was missing honestly like what it's not a robert altman movie i don't need to see every <laughs> perspective on the decades leading up to this oh, man i really and i mean you know i mean what? eric is is obviously correct in that Easy Rider now has a little bit of urgency. You know why they're fucking really hauling it down the fucking state highway. Well, yes. They're getting away from this shit. Exactly. They're escaping what they know is coming later on. It's not just escaping because there's drug money going on or whatever their their initial motivation is there. Uh, but, But yeah, just all of these intertwining stories that, by the way makes it really confusing to follow. Oh, yeah. There's nothing... Like, there's watching bad movies, but then there's watching a really incomprehensible bad movie. And you know you know what's um, confusing about Easy Rider? Nothing. Not a thing. <laughs> Not a no- fucking thing. So I'm glad they kept with the spirit, yeah. huh? <laughs> about as clean cut as a fucking movie can get. And this movie, where I don't... Towards the end of the movie, the movie is 98 minutes long. It feels like 9,800 minutes long. <laughs> And it just it feels it feels epic. I it, mean, speaking of Robert Altman, it's as long as Nashville. Oh, it well, feels like it. Honestly, this is spanning what, like from from the forties to present day? Yeah, like it 19, feels that long. Nineteen forty three to two thousand thirteen. When I put this movie on, Hitler was in office. <laughs> we were fighting him overseas. And then and then when I turned it off, Barack Obama was president. I'm gonna tell you eighty eight minutes into this movie. I didn't know who was Morgan and who was Virgil. I really, I had no, no idea. It's, it's really, I thought, it's so super hard to tell. There's no reason to do this. Why? <laughs> okay, listen. All right, you want to give, you want to give Peter Fonda's character a brother. Okay. Yep. Maybe you should stop there. Oh, you want to give him a sister? All right. But do we need the older brother who did everything right? By the way, the older brother who doesn't appear in present day but is alive. Like, let's 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 talk. I think the way to possibly break this down a little bit is to go by the the characters, right? So here's Virgil. Virgil is the oldest son. Virgil is the one that's very interested in the military. He wants to be a career army man like his father. He excels in boot camp and is immediately selected to do special forces shit. He goes to Vietnam as a sniper. A.K.A. a California parking lot. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, just a parking lot with a whole lot of fake There's trees. All a couple over the palm place. trees, some some <laughs> dirt on the ground, a couple leaves. Yeah, yeah, you're in Vietnam. It's 2007. <laughs> There's still a Virgin Megastore in the background. <laughs> There's a more convincing Vietnam flashback in the film Kill Crazy. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And that's back when movies were hard to make. Right? Like, this movie's shot on a piece of dog shit, like, digital camera. Like, anybody can make this movie. This is this It is looks worse like a than... soap opera. Yes. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's acted worse. It is. It does. It feels like the Thornbirds is what it feels like. It feels like this big, sprawling story of this fucking wealthy family, except yep. for it's a shitty family. It's the shittiest of families. In a fucking shitty ranch in the middle of nowhere. With the shittiest of cinematography, the <laughs> shittiest of acting. It's lit like a softcore porno. It like is. If, that, if, if it actually just turned into softcore pornography, like if someone, it's like that scene in Caligula, right? Where like they just ridiculously peer through that hole in the wall and it's like two chicks fucking each other. Like yeah. if that happened in this movie, it's like, well, all right, that's totally feasible because that's yeah. the level that we're on with Old this movie. Old Bill Hickok in this movie has more makeup on than Jenna Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> it now, is. Ugh. Now, so uh, Vir- Virgil, I, Virgil, I, I don't now, lose here, this. Here was my question. Yeah. Is Virgil the one who has the rich girlfriend? Or is that Morgan when he was younger? No, and that's Virgil. That is Virgil. Okay. Yes. So Virgil, here's let, yeah. We'll start at the beginning with Virgil. Yeah. Virgil, he's a he's a high school baseball star. Ooh. They're they're very poor. He's from the wrong side of the tracks. Falls in love with the rich girl from the rich high school. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then you know they they've got like a secret romance going oh, on. Yeah. It's very sweet. He yeah. rides a motorcycle to pick her up. The oh, parents yeah. don't approve. Blah blah blah. <laughs> so then we go one night. They're going on a date. And Virgil drives her on the motorcycle out to this, like, abandoned house, lights a nice fire. They're making out. Like, it's, it's like a gazebo, yeah, like, in a park, it seems like. It's a park gazebo with a fully functioning fireplace. I don't know what's going oh, on. Well, it's, like... it's before the war. We were allowed to have this back when America was free. It's it's like the gazebo. It made me think of the gazebo and uh, where um, the troublesome daughter and uh, Uncle Buck is hanging out when <laughs> yeah. Uncle Buck first comes to get her in yeah. the middle of the night. Made me think about that a little you, bit. You know what? Easy Rider could have used Uncle Buck. Oh, man. <laughs> Shove him in. If, if John Candy just broke down the door in this movie in some capacity, that would be fantastic. And impossible. Yeah. And impossible. R.I.P. Uh, well, so, maybe him and Dennis Hopper, you know, like a ghost squad. I would love crimes them against cinema. to come back as furious poltergeists and burn down this dude's house. I would, I would applaud it. So... Virgil takes this chick out to this gazebo, lights a fire. They're you know they're about to get down and whatnot, and then all of a sudden this biker gang rolls up. Oh man, I've heard about these. Yeah, right. These the but they're bikers, right? It's easy rider, the ride back. Everybody how, loves bikers, right? How can they be bad? They how can a bad. biker be bad? Bikers are the heroes of the movie. So or then, are they? So then here comes these three bikers, these fucking big bearded fat dudes, and. Surprise, surprise, everybody. A talentless hack made a movie where there's a huge rape scene in it. And it's not just any rape scene. They pin this woman down and they, they, they gang rape her. And then they turn to the dude and say, don't think we forgot about you. Nice artistic <sighs> fade to black. You are making it sound so much nicer than it is. <laughs> Because folks at home... I mean, I'm trying not to be vile, because this is fucking vile. It's not vile to quote a film. (laughs) 
So never thought hey. Prince of Tides would have a light touch. By the way, hey, I, I, I think you broke her cherry. Is what this dude says, and then he's like, "Well, huh? Don't forget about pretty boys over here." Oh, oh so now, now Virgil, if you're following me, Virgil's now getting his cherry busted. <laughs> so. That happens, and because of that, this guy decides to go to Vietnam because his life's been ruined yeah. back home. Which is interesting because the and dad- apparently she's untouchable now to him. Well, she goes off and marries like the rich, some dude. rich guy. Oh, uh, she took the easy way in. Yeah. Well, probably because his presence is a constant reminder of the horrendous thing that fucking happened. That's oh, also right, possible, right. Yes. And how how uh, he couldn't keep her safe. He took her to a, an unsafe area. You know, there's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the deck stuck against him. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he goes to Vietnam because his life's ruined. Yes. Right. So the dad thinks that this is like this great patriotic move. Like, here's my son serving his country. No, he didn't tell you that he was gang raped by motorcyclists and is fleeing the country. What? Yeah. I thought you were going to go defeat communism. <laughs> no, he's just <laughs> running away from painful memories. Well, Bill Hillcock to me, it's the same voice as the rapist bikers, yes. <laughs> That's, so, that's who he is. So he goes Similar. to Vietnam, and he's on a special assignment in this one California parking lot scene we have. <laughs> Where there's a sniper who's been taking out all of these, you know, American troops. So he's got to go in as the trained U.S. sniper, and they're going to raid this one area of the jungle, and he's supposed to take this dude out. So it's like a really shitty war scene. They try to advance, they get shot, you know. One blah, guy blah, gets blah. shot down. Hilariously, what, this dude gets his thumb shot off. <laughs> I love this addition. Like, I still can't believe we're getting multiple war flashbacks. Yeah. Multiple, Multiple war, war flashbacks and three different wars discussed in this movie because Hickok's grandson is currently serving in Iraq. So that's that's the scope. Everybody's yeah. loving war in this movie. So I don't even think the original mentions the war much. It doesn't. I mean, that's yeah, the I whole think, yeah. thing. It's yeah. like we're so counterculture. Like we, we've removed ourselves from that issue yeah. more or less. You know what I mean? And again – this is nothing about being like it's not bad to be a patriot. It's not bad to serve in the military. But Just this don't is, call yourself Easy Rider when you yes, do it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so here we, he's in Vietnam. He's doing this thing, and he finds the sniper, and he blows his brains out. Goes up to check out what's going on, and lo and behold, he's murdered a child. Good job. We're, we're, I mean, worst effects ever, too. I mean, you can, <laughs> I've seen better. It's a it's, it's a watermelon exploding. It's, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they pour they pour watermelon juice on on a leaf, and it's like, look, he got <laughs> shot. <laughs> so it's also grainy, like it's over, like overexposed, and it looks like garbage. You gotta oh, find yeah. some way to make it look like a hot jungle. And a fucking course, he has the hard ass like black sergeant telling him, like, yeah, you got to do this, buddy. Like it's so you don't have to fit that many cliches into ninety minutes. You really don't. I know you want to, yeah, but you don't. So then the whole thing is like this dude comes back from Vietnam and he's like rattled. He was never the same. And then all of a sudden it's this insane Charles Bronson revenge movie for about three and a half minutes. We cut to Virgil. He's back in his hometown. He goes into the local bar looking like fucking Assassin's Creed with his hood Looks up. Looks like the fisherman from I Know What yeah. You Did Last Summer. <laughs> yes. He's got that camo hood over, over his face. And he actually asks. He asks the bartender about the specific guy by name. Yeah. 
Yeah, is this dude here? Whatever the guy is. Like, oh, yeah, he's in the bathroom or whatever, right? Or something. So he's like, he's like, oh, uh, have a Bloody Mary sent over for, to him. And I'm like, you're really laying it on thick. Here's here. my face. Just, you know, take this all in before <laughs> uh, before uh, I get the drink. Well, well, his eyes are slightly covered, so no one would be the wiser. Well, of course. And this whole bullshit thing is like, you know, this dude, go, the, the, the lead rapist goes to the bathroom this Virgil comes in and he fucking cuts his throat with piano wire. And he says, you won't be popping any cherries anymore or whatever. Yeah, some line. Yeah, he's you're like, your pop cherry popping days are over. Yeah. And then just whoop, kills this dude and then just walks out of the walks out of the bathroom, walks out of the bar. And there's nothing. No, never, never prosecution. Nothing. No, we're told Nothing. that the, the the guy's like coming to this old bastard's birthday party. There's no like, I wish Virgil could come, but he's in jail forever. No, yeah. but no I, I, actually, I think I just realized something. Um, okay, Easy Rider, they get killed. No one cares. This guy gets killed. Murder wasn't a crime until after Vietnam. There you go. <laughs> yep, that's the one. Until way after Vietnam, I mean, you know. Like 88, maybe. Carter, fucking Carter did it. <laughs> First, first he criminalizes murder. Then his brother puts out Billy Beer. This is really a tainted family. <laughs> so then we have who? Morgan. Well, then there's Morgan, and Morgan's whole thing well, is he's why it's older than him. But we know right. his story. We, we already know. <laughs> but in case we didn't, uh, we're brought up to speed in the first few minutes of that movie before he fucking mentions 9-11 for no reason. Just so everybody still remembers that little tidbit. And, and am I wrong in thinking there's a, a young Wyatt, yes? In, like, the jacket, and he kind of looks like the singer for Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, no. <laughs> he totally <yes>. does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is there is a moment of him, like, smoking a cigarette, being like, oh, I'm just sketching on my pad here. Harley yeah. Davidsons are the best motorcycles. So, great, great characterization. The <laughs> whole thing that the but we do see that's the thing, man. That's this movie is the gift that keeps on giving. You thought you loved Peter Fonda's character in Easy Rider? Well, you love it even more because this movie fleshes out stuff you didn't know. Like so, the the matriarch of this family blows her brains out one day, to which uh, w is blamed on the fact that well, they just didn't know about postpartum depression back then, <laughs> so she just blew her fucking brains out. That is literally the voice. Over and no, no, no. what that wasn't even Andrew. That was a clip. <laughs> That's exactly how it sounds. So it, we're we're told that Peter Fonda's character left town and did not attend the funeral. Left right before the funeral, and the biggest piece of horseshit taking a dump on this character's memory, aside from this entire movie, mm -hmm. is. They're getting ready to have the like it's like the morning of the funeral, and the 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 grandfather, the father is saying, like, you know, we all knew Virgil was gonna leave before or not Virgil, Wyatt. We all knew Wyatt was gonna leave before the funeral. Uh he told us that much himself, blah, blah, blah. It has the audacity to place young Wyatt, young Peter Fonda, sitting in a cemetery in an above ground mausoleum thing, just like the like mirroring the LSD scene. It has the audacity to be like, remember that great disturbing scene in that movie? Well, here it is kind of too. He loves sitting in cemeteries. Remember when he was tripping out on acid, hugging a wall? Well, he was thinking about his mom. 
bet you like, didn't know that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I really don't. It's, I mean, and the thing about that scene in in Easy Rider is that's Peter Fonda actually thinking about his actual mother who had recently passed. Like that's all like real shit. And then this garbage pile of a movie is like, hey, we're gonna take that and repurpose it and kind of just give you a little, give you a little elbow to the ribs about well, it. Well, because the performance does all the work in Easy Rider. Like it's the yeah. direction and the performances. That really drive it. The writing, I mean, it matters, but it's not. It's it's more about talking, and it's yes. not so much about getting to a point. No. This and it's movie, also kind of travelogue. It's yeah, kind exactly, and, and it's got beautiful scenery of of a lot of different lo- locales of America. It's, and this movie, no, it's discussion nothing. of big ideas. And this movie, it's just like, well, you could think about it, or you could just believe what we say, yeah. and like. You know what? Don't form your own opinion. Just listen to some more of this fart rock. Yeah. Like that's what you have to do. And and around the time that that woman kills herself, like old Bill Hickok in that that narration there talks about, you know, how God, country and love once once meant something. And like how it was a, it was another the express I'm I'm getting sick and tired of <laughs> this expression of well that was another America. Like it's, it's like it's like a completely different thing. No way connected. When it's white like, men could do whatever they damn well please. <laughs> exactly. And, and here's the part of the problem also with a movie like this is it's made by a guy who thinks that the 1960s revolution was another America. It was just told when I was young, that's when it mattered. The 16th century was the high mark as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Yeah, it's just this bullshit idea of like that was oh it was okay to think that way then, but that was another America. This America that weren't you can't possibly have those same values. Yeah, because you know civil rights. Am I right? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, what 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 makes that America so much? I mean, I'm not even. I'm. It's another podcast. It's a different. <laughs> it's a different podcast. It's a. F- Four-hour-long, different podcast. Eric Siska's hate purge. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess the the gist is like the 1960s murdered this family. Yes, the, the, yeah. Like, yeah. like, oh, she had to blow her brains out because you know we didn't have we didn't know what scientists what. didn't find out about yeah. the postpartum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck them too. And by the way, it couldn't possibly be that this woman's married to this horrible yeah. idiot. You know Suspect like, number one is yeah. you. Oh. Oh no! It what? Yes. Oh, postpartum depression. That sounds like what my wife may have had. Like, yeah, maybe she did, and clearly that's a real thing. Yeah. But this guy is so like, I just gave her everything, and she still killed herself. Like, come on. And then in the in the flashback, we see him with Morgan, who has become a hippy dippy. Oh yeah. And by the way, the way they show hippy dippy is uh, a bunch of blacklight posters being like zoomed into, and mm-hmm. like, like. Not Janice Joplin, like Fanny Joplin. It's the, the, the Janie un- Jimplin from Thirty Rock. <laughs> the un- yeah, the understanding of drug culture that this movie has is like your father busted into your teenage room, being like, <laughs> "Cut it out with that smoking that racket." You know, it's it, it doesn't embody, it doesn't understand it. It has no 
It doesn't try to. It's it's all it's all summed up in a hot topic blacklight poster. Like that's all it is. Because like we're we're introduced to young Morgan. Glad my brother died for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're introduced to the young Morgan. He's he's you know getting it on with his girl. Janie Jimplin's playing. There's four different blacklight posters with mushrooms on them. You know (laughs) what I mean? And then like this kid comes in and he's like, "Get out of here! I'm trying to fuck your sister." And he, he's like, oh, someone just delivered this for you. And it's his draft card. So, of course, we have a draft card burning scene, everybody. And he's just screaming and hooting and hollering about the whole oh thing. And his father wearing one of the worst fake mustaches I've seen in my life. The thing is coming off. They, oh, age, yeah. they age the actor playing the young father so poorly. It's just one bad Halloween costume after another. It's so fucking terrible. Well, because you can clearly see the piece of tape curling the, up yes. from the sweat. <laughs> it's coming off. And like you're just like, come the fuck on already, man. Any effort. I would have loved it. But no, he's so he's burning his draft card. And right then, disownment. Yep, that's it. Get, get the you. fuck out of You're here. You're a traitor. Get off my land. You don't understand what America is. And by the way, and you, you, Chris, you mentioned this on last week's episode when I gave the hint for what this movie is when you said, don't think it's more American graffiti. More American graffiti, which is a bad movie, at least has its head on its shoulders oh, and yeah. knows exactly what kind of message it's bringing to addressing something that you know occurred several decades mm-hmm. after or you know a, a decade or so 15 years something like that you know for but, those of you who haven't seen it more american graffiti is all about you know like ron howard's character uh, uh you know is going to all these vietnam war mm-hmm. protests richard dreyfus's character has dodged the draft and gone to canada it's a very anti-war vietnam so movie are there flashbacks to world war ii in this at all unfortunately not and that's what makes is more american graffiti bad any prequels stuff in there like any, any you, Bob, you know what, Bob Falfa as a little kid. You you actually get Bob Falfa's uh, grandfather in the Civil War fighting oh, for the fighting oh, for oh, the Confederacy. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, you get that. Oh well, that makes sense. I guess it. Yeah, yeah. That's, great, that's why. That's why he was a dick. A lot of okay. great code action in that one. <laughs> I mean, like, the, I can't believe I just used more American Graffiti as an example of a superior film to something because oh, yeah. it's it's not a good movie, but. At least that knows what it's trying right. to say. Like this movie has so many mixed messages that are just like butting heads with each other. Well, it's embarrassing. It's again, it's the it's the stoner conservative thing. It's like one of those things where like, man, we don't really care what you think. Except for here's the thing. If you don't like war, go fuck yourself. Like that's <laughs> kind of what's going on here is because my one of my favorite lines, it's the fa- it's it's the burning uh, the draft card scene. And the son says I disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to the defend to the death your right to say it. Right. Famous quote. And makes his point completely clear. And the father says <laughs> You have no right to quote a great patriot. Smack you traitor. How dare you quote somebody who completely makes your point clear and concise? What? Well, that's, <laughs> that's well that's that's the thing, right? And that's that's the whole horrible argument that this movie is making is the people who say like it's impossible to love your country and be patriotic but also be anti-war love it or leave it exactly right love it or leave it but that's it's the same shit right it's like i say you know we should we should we should have pulled out of iraq we should never been there oh i hate my country 
Like that's that's the the thesis. Whoa. Hey of man, this movie. calm down. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Well, calm down. Did you just say you hate America? You hate your country? <laughs> that's exactly what I said. Well, line for line. It's a good thing we got listeners abroad. <laughs> so we're kind of done. So we're we're done with Morgan the past story. We don't really, and of course, because uh, the only real you know major female in the cast. Of course, we don't hear anything of what Shane Williams, Shane the the sister, the daughter. You know, she whatever. She just got married to this fucking yeah, bajillionaire. Things happen. But the only thing we know about her prior to that, it, we do see young Shane. Is when she's in her relationship getting bonked, with getting we- bopped, getting bopped with West Coast. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so by the way, back to West Coast and 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 Morgan Williams, man. So they're on their road trip, and they take a little stop off in what is the most ridiculous scene in this movie of all the things we've talked about and stuff we still have left to wrap up. This is the most ridiculous embarrassing, out-of-place, wrong-headed scene in this movie. Here's the thing. You could be talking about four scenes right now. <laughs> All right. Well, let me narrow it down a little bit. So they're on their road trip, and they pull over at the Salton Sea, uh-huh. site of one of the you know most greatest you know examples of pollution and us destroying this world, right? So the narration is like, you know, we pulled off at the Salton Sea, site of the greatest environmental atrocity, blah, blah, blah. You could see it as clear as 9-11. <laughs> Uh, so then he's like, he's saying like, uh, West Coast decided to take a couple of winks on the bike. I decided I'd go have a look around. And it's it cuts to someone singing America the Beautiful while this jackass just walks around picking up like fish skeletons. It's like cutaway shots. Yeah, yeah. It's corpses. B-roll of like just, yeah. Cartoonish fish skeleton. It's an environmentally Heathcliff, charged whatever. music video starring Heathcliff. Well, it's, it's a garbage dump, and yeah. like you know, I wish it was the Cadillac Cats, but this isn't. It's, it's this is a Heathcliff level movie. No, no, no. Heathcliff would be above this. He, he turned down this movie. Actually. Uh, yeah, right. That's so why we just he, got the fish boat. He, yeah. he was the first choice for West Coast. <laughs> Look, I want to get this goddamn animated cat as my Dennis Hopper surrogate. What is so hard about that? I just watched Roger Rabbit. You can do it. I know it. He's just he's just poking some some kid in the chest. Do it on the pewter. Do use, it. Use your fancy pewter box. You make me a goddamn cat. I know it's another America now. You can do it. You can make Paul Giamatti look like a human being. You can definitely do this. How great would it be if this movie, his sidekick was just an animated cat and no one acknowledged that he was an animated cat. That would be fucking That'd great. Be great. And, then, and, the, and then the animated cat, you know, Heathcliff would be like, remember when I was fucking your sister? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How awesome would that be? It'd be like fucking Howard the Duck. So he's walking around and like... They sing the entirety of America. The oh, yeah. And this is, it's a terrible rendition. Yeah. It's let's, really, it's let's really. get that on the record. It's garbage. It's not doing the song any justice. We play the whole I thing. I literally hated America after watching that. <laughs> this movie makes you hate America. I'm sorry. It does. Yeah. So, so it ends and he just says something like, uh, we really have to like do something for this nation. We got to start taking better care of this planet, yeah. man. Man is what he says. There's a lot of mans. Like this yeah. guy's still saying man, even though he's got I think, no I business think, doing that. I think Fonda said something similar to that in the original, but um, it wasn't fucking so hammy. It's it's so hammy. Well, dude. that's also why I didn't know he was Morgan because he's Jeff Fahey keeps calling him man. 
and he keeps calling Jeff Fahey man. The, the only dude. reason I know that Jeff Fahey is West Coast because his fucking name is West Coast. It's it's that's right. It's so incredibly stupid. It's impossible to forget. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the, their last name is Williams, so that's instantly a million people in this country. You know what I mean? And then we just have the Morgan Virgil. Who who could possibly care? Can, you know they do. This movie does what I do in real life, which is like if I've met you and then I don't remember your name. Yeah. Hey man, how's it going? Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck I'm talking that to. Helps a uh, whole lot at work. You know what? I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm living in a world of nothing but mans. <laughs> but but why when you're making a movie, you know. Uh, uh, you can't be calling four different people man in a well, movie. Well, that just may, you know that's a little uh, just cash tip, man. Well, it's a tip of the hat to uh, a film called Easy Rider that we really dug. You know. <laughs> so can we talk about you? That's that's up there. But can we talk about my least favorite moment, or just the most stupid moment of this whole movie? Oh man, is when drum roll, please. They stop off at the side roll and, and uh, side of the road, and uh, mm-hmm. I think it's the uh, the warrior moment when the guys. Oh yeah. The there's this, I guess she's a waitress, and she's just, like, she just is hanging out behind them, and all of a sudden she, sa- she says some comment, like, oh, I'm a biker, too. Oh, this is when they go, they go to West Coast's buddy's place? Well, no, they go, this is what happens. Is Are you talking about the chick that scores them weed? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens is they go... That, they're like, hey, hey, you know where we get some weed around here, a little puff puff? Where can a couple of old guys score some reefer? And she goes, well, we call it pot. And then Jeff Fahey goes, pot. <laughs> like it's some fucking, it's a, it's a huge surprise. Like, oh, pot, I've never heard of that before. Vernacular so, used on the fucking front of Time magazine. So she goes into the diner's kitchen and gets them some oregano. And they're like, oh, this is great. It's great weed. I really feel like I'm smoking a pizza. <laughs> but this should tell you about all you need to know about this movie. Is that after this, they're like, oh, yeah, I just got to go get it. For whatever reason, for the next two minutes, I'm watching, like, her driving her motorcycle because she's, I guess, the most attractive woman on screen in this entire movie. A girl on a bike. Ah, And there's, like, this song about, like, she's the wind and she's fucking going (laughs) through the air, motherfucker. Like, it just. She's going to get us. Pot? And she's <laughs> gone in a minute. It's amazing. They fucking leave her at the place where they got the weed and they just keep going. You, you know what you do when you smoke weed? Talk about Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. N- nothing better than sitting around stone just arguing over geopolitical issues. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly what yeah, you want to be doing. Okay. You don't discuss what season Family Matters really dropped down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was probably around the time Urkel started dressing up like his cousin Myrtle Urkel. Yeah, I believe hey, so. Hey, guys, I got to stop on this road trip I would like to highlight, too, because that's not all the places they go. Yeah. They go to a titty bar. Oh, oh Pretty man. early on. They go to a... That's like the first thing you do, because Jeff Vahey, I can't understand the the first couple words he says uh, on the motorcycle. I can't understand what he's saying, because well, the fart ha- rock. They're the, <laughs> the, the fart rock's at like 12, <laughs> and they are talking. They're not even yelling. They're talking at like a four. Yeah. Over motorcycles and over fart rock. And all I heard was, what, what, what titties? <laughs> yeah. So then you get, you get your gratuitous 
uh, breasts all over the place. Yeah. This this movie has more than Easy Rider. And, uh, and of course, there's a scene where Jeff Fahey has to defend the honor of a table dancer. <laughs> yep, that's mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. They yep. get into a bar fight because, you know... There's a really dumb ass joke in this scene too. So like this, basically what happens? There's you know it's it's a bar. I don't think it's like a sanctioned strip club. There's just like women dancing on this bar, and Jeff A. He's clearly a regular because he walks in like fucking Norm Peterson and yep. like West Coast, woo! And so he's like, oh, drinking whiskey, bah, bah, bah. I barely speak, bah. and he's just going on and on. And they're drinking whiskey, and it's a lot of like, hey man, haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> yeah, man, it's been a long time. God damn it, whiskey and boobs, yeah, yeah. And then this dude, <laughs> hey, comes- that's counterculture, everyone. <laughs> And this dude comes up and he's getting like a little frisky with one of the women, you know, and she's like, get off me, you pervert and whatnot. And then Jeff Fahey just cracks this Jack Daniels bottle over this dude's head and it doesn't Doesn't break. break. And then he does it again and it doesn't break. And then he's like, oh, it didn't break. Well, that only happens in the movies, I guess. Like, oh, Oh, man, he said that, but he's in a movie. He's in a movie, and he said it only happens in movies, but it but it just happened. It's pretty meta, isn't it? Oh, 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 and then my oh. fucking head exploded. <laughs> Counterculture. By the way, when before they ask that girl to go score him some weed, they've gone to this place where he's it's West Coast's ex motocross rival. Okay, uh-huh. this this is this is what happens. So they're on the road, and they're he's like. Oh hey, uh, you know this this uh, this fella I used to know. He's on the way. I haven't seen him in a while. You know, let's pass by. And it's it's this dude. He's got like a compound where he feeds homeless people. Oh yeah, and he tells this whole story about how like him and West Coast were like motocross rivals, and then this dude got into an accident and he couldn't race anymore. And then and and then he basically just goes through this thing where he's like, and then he was diagnosed with cancer, and then the doctor said. He wasn't going to make it. And then he beat the cancer. And you know what? West Coast was with him the whole time. And you know what? I can't wait to meet him. Like (laughs) that. You don't know what? You don't believe me? You don't believe me? You don't believe me? Here. Later that year, he was diagnosed with cancer and given only a few months to live. Rieger beat the cancer. And West was with him every day around the clock. Since then, Rieger's been given back, and I can't wait to meet him. Oh, yeah. Listen to that just atonal nothing. Fucking who cares? And this guy, this guy is such a terrible actor, this guy that plays the buddy, that when he's delivering his first few lines, I thought he was trying to speak in, like, iambic pentameter. Like, he's delivering these lines, like, on a beat, and I was like, oh, Oh, that's kind of a weird thing for this person to be doing, but whatever. I guess it's a character trait. And then he just stops doing it. And then I was like, oh, no, he's just the worst actor I've ever seen. Well, he's also clearly one of those actors who's really, really scared of looking directly at the camera. Because he's always, like, trying to twist his head, like, kind of out of, like... I mean, I think he's just a dude who's not an actor, like yeah. most of the people in this movie. Yeah. So it's like, oh, what, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to they, look? They all work at the uh, the firm of uh, Paul Pitzer in <laughs> yeah. Cincinnati. It's all his lawyer buddies. <laughs> like, hey, you, you like Easy Rider? <laughs> want to yeah. help ruin it? <laughs> It's it should be you hate Easy Rider, you wanna help ruin it. 
Yeah, show those pussies, those those goddamn hippies. So we should talk about one more thing before we get to the finale. Okay, go ahead. Uh, and it leads right into the finale. Notice uh, how I mean yeah, a lot I of the time, a lot of the time, people are like, "We love how they just go through the movie." We kind of can't with this. It's I'm impossible. Sorry. I don't know where it's we really are. It's impossible. it's like it's like we're doing this in the dark. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I I just have no. This movie is just a bunch of twists and turns. I mean, and dead it, ends. to tell this, to try to go through from beginning to end with it would have to be like an Ocean's Eleven type situation <laughs> where we have eleven people discussing eleven different storylines and then making fun of it on their own time. <laughs> And it turns out that this whole movie was just a ruse for for us to rob some Vegas Vegas casinos. <laughs> While you're listening to this, we robbed your house. Andy yes. Garcia is fucking pissed. There's, He's so pissed. There's no movie. There's no movie at all. Gotcha. It's fake. It's a fake movie. Man, I wish that could be the case. Yeah. I wish we could just come clean and be like, we got you, everybody. This movie isn't real. But you know, you know what? The thing is it's we, so real, it's dangerous. That's the thing is if we made it up, it'd be better. It'd be more fluid. Yeah. There'd be like we wouldn't yeah. we wouldn't be stopping and starting and yelling and I, being frustrated. I really, Wilfred Brimley would star in it for some reason. I really don't think Virgil would be involved. <laughs> no, because it's not a character you need for fuck all anything. So, yes. One of the flashbacks... <sighs> I'm sweating. Uh, uh, when, <laughs> one of the flashbacks with old Hickok when he was a young man. Yeah. Uh, he's They're listening to the radio and it's like the Williams family around the radio. Yeah. And he's Jackie Robinson has just done something. He's just he's just was it the, the first. Was yeah, he's, oh, okay. he's been integrated. I didn't know if it was just baseball. a game that he was listening to. And well, I don't think I don't think it's supposed to be like that moment. But okay. it's like at that time, Jackie Robinson has now started playing in the white league, and he goes on this whole fucking tirade <laughs> about how like Jackie Robinson is like a. Like, should really, really, you know, it should really instill passion in the white man. Like, it's a uh. whole weird fucking thing where he's like, you know, he can teach us a lot of stuff about ourselves, about us. Yeah, and how we're fucking horrible. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's just like, what is this? What's going on oh, here? Oh, I think, I think um, we're, we're an, an America ended and another one is starting. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what the, the, what he's trying to teach his children is if you want to end the era for a country, do something as revolutionary and brave as Jackie Robinson did. And then, you know, you'll just stop that country and start another one. <laughs> like, like, I don't even know what inspiration this dude is drawing from Jackie Robinson's it's, story. It's just it's like it's like a last ditch effort. Let's get on the civil rights yeah, uh, bandwagon. Let's, let's bring which, that in, too. Which is a big, yeah, you know, a big thing. And it's. Uh, I don't know if it should be addressed in this movie, it's but... It's just vaguely... It's just, like, vague... That's the thing. It is, in this movie, just vaguely inspiring. I but think it shouldn't just be vaguely inspiring. No, yes. but I think it's a little bit of the motivation of putting that in there is to be, like, assuring the audience, the three of us that watch this movie, assuring the audience that, no, this guy, while being a curmudgeonly old fucker, isn't a racist. Which I feel is like the one thing where this that character could go either way on. So this is the like the dumb half-assed way that they're like, yeah, he's not a racist. He's not entirely terrible. He <laughs> he well, he can tolerate, you know, them. I mean, he hates <laughs> people who don't want to get shot, like. but you know, he's yeah. okay with you know. 
he'll 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 hate his own son's guts for standing up for what he believes in but he draws inspiration from jackie robinson so it all balances out and when when finally morgan steps you know touches down yeah when the, when the ride home has been completed touches down at the ranch it's brought up again and there's a very un like this is how he tries to get back with well, Hickok. Right. Initially, he's the old man mistakes him for Wyatt because he's wearing and driving Wyatt. <laughs> he's he's wearing his clothes and he's driving his he's, motorcycle. He's got his haircut. He's kind of just pretty much he's stolen got his a identity. Scarf around his neck. Yeah, he's really just he he, he Ripley'd his own brother. Yeah. <laughs> I think Morgan was one of the rednecks in that truck that killed oh, him. Oh, I bet. That's dude, why he got the bike. Oh my god, he's not even related. Yep, dude, <laughs> he's just the fucking gunman. He I bet he is. And then he got cuz then then that that cool jacket and that motorcycle was right there waiting for him. And then the real Morgan came out looking for that stuff and then he got a throat slit. And now <laughs> he goes down to Mexico for 20 years and then suddenly this this, you know, his sister comes snooping around, right? And he's like, <laughs> no, this is it. She's got, she's got millions. Got wise. Got to No, no, no. I can do this. I can blend in. I can be him. I can act like a robot enough <laughs> that I'll fit in with this family. So they go. he goes up there prob- probably to, uh, you know, get a piece, piece of the action. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know how much Hickok is leaving everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking not a red cent, dude. It's all going to the local VFW. So while Hickok and Morgan are talking, uh, Fahey and uh, Shane are off. Shane doing... is the name of the sister. Yes, yes. they're doing their they're thing. They're busy rekindling yeah, that's, something, something. I, I guess. It, remember that porno we made, huh? <laughs> hey, yeah, remember that time we uh, fucked on that motorcycle and I filmed it? You did what? Anyway, I'm back. Remember Biker Butts 12? <laughs> Top seller. So you're married now, huh? <laughs> What's that like? That's Too sucked. bad. Well, geez, you're married? The day Shane Williams got married. Whoa. Hey, one America ended then, too. <laughs> He's fucking you, uh, ending Americas. You uh, happy or what? He's got to be loaded, right? I mean, he's got to be loaded. I mean, my balls ached about two decades ago, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Either another Titanic is happening or Shane Williams got married. <laughs> And and thus, Lynn, New America began. <laughs> so when when Morgan first comes up, yes, he's mistaken for Peter Fonda, and then he's like, "Oh, it's you!" And he like, well, but but why is the son that ran away to do drugs on the road for the until he died? Like, why is that son better than the one that stood up against Vietnam? Because, and that's the great mystery to this. But I think the answer to that is the person who wrote this movie is such a fan. Of the first movie, even though he clearly has no idea what that movie's about, that he cannot, under any circumstances, vilify one right. of the heroes of that movie. Because they're so he's, so he's off limits. He's totally off limits, even though his lifestyle and life choices go against everything that this father stands for, right? Like, yeah. Wyatt didn't go and serve in Vietnam. Wyatt ran away and didn't even attend his mother's funeral. He moved to Los Angeles. Yeah. And got, got in good with guys with beards. He became a drug dealer. And this dude's like, oh, I thought you were your angelic brother, Wyatt, but it's just you, the draft dodger. <laughs> he like, actually, I believe he actually calls him a godless piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... One of the actual lines. So, so I then, think. so the guy's like, 
Listen, Pop, I know we've had our differences, but remember that time you told us that story about Jackie Robinson? And he just goes into the thing and he says everything that the dad told him and then somewhere manages to work in the N-word, which I, what, the the fuck, what the fuck are you even doing? Maybe that's to keep the old man's attention. I don't really know what's it's going on. It's possible. But so he's he's basically like, I was listening to you the whole time. I've always listened <laughs> to you. I've led my life based on your beliefs. And then the dad is just like, what? he's like, well, all right then. <laughs> and that's it. 40 years of disgust and hate just melt away. And they hug and it's beautiful. And then he lets the dad drive the Captain America motorcycle. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, right. Uh, the guy's in a wheelchair half the time. Well, His, I guess we're not in America anymore. We're in Obama-America, so. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. that. That's a different America, too. And the, so the, it's, we have the narration back where we started, you know, and he's talking about how... <laughs> <laughs> Again. Shockingly, he doesn't manage to fucking shoehorn in another 9-11 tribute. But he's talking about like later, like dad went on the uh, dad went on the ride, and like they're they, they're driving motorcycles, and he's like, you know, and uh, later that day, uh, you know, Virgil came over to the house. We're gonna have a party, and West Coast tells us that he's got the greatest fucking surprise we've ever seen. And then he says, the last line of this movie is just, if there's one thing I hate. It's fucking surprises fade to black as if it were an action movie. You know what? This, mo- this movie was a fucking surprise. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, as if it was an action movie. The dude should have also said, and all this time, I wasn't even supposed to come to work today. I'm, I'm on vacation and all this shit happened. And we're like, what? Like, what are you even talking? Like, so Jeff Fahey, who doesn't get a final sign off in the movie, says that he's got some surprise. What? He lives miles away. They've been driving for days. He has no connections to this town. What surprise could Jeff Fahey, West Coast, possibly have? That's not weed. Well, it turns out that after the ni- nine months after the porno was made, he sold their kid for like a good grand. <laughs> and he's going to give her the cut finally, I think. Here's your $500 <laughs> for a child we had. That I sold the parents. I don't know why. I, I think that's his surprise. Oh, I mean, and God. and this movie just it doesn't even end with glorious shots of like motorcycle riding. It just ends with them just on the farm. And it's one thing I hate. It's fucking surprises. Well, I mean, I would kind of love it if they were if the, if he said that and they were like riding out and then like all of a sudden like a helicopter with Jeremy Irons comes down <laughs> and he's shooting at him. <laughs> Because then maybe you can hate surprises. Because that's a fucking surprise. <laughs> that's a huge surprise, oh, man. And I just thought of something. Um, healthy white baby. Yeah, you're gonna get more than a thousand dollars. Well, me, back probably, then, though. No, I think even back then they really? they're pretty. I mean, I mean, you are the expert on this. I, stuff, so I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's not cheap. All right. My price point was off. Eric himself was sold for ten thousand dollars. I believe was the, yeah, the, the, I, the going rate. I was um, I was raised by gypsies, partial partially part of the time. That's <laughs> yeah. why you like rags all the time. <laughs> I do and potatoes. I'm, I'm partial to rags and potatoes <laughs> and sleeping under bridges. And um, I, I love um, our old gypsy curses that I grew up of with, <laughs> such as fuck. And thinner, and, the, and thinner. <laughs> you you got you to say it with the the gypsy. Uh, uh, of course, accent. yeah, and the, you got to twist the hand a little bit. <laughs> you do have to twist your fingers. <laughs> yeah. th- th- thinner. 
You got to get a little more action in that. The fuck. The fuck. The fuck. Uh, gypsy curses. <laughs> and so that's just the end of this movie. That's what it. a piece of shit. That's your 98-minute movie. Take it. Just, you know what? I'm going to say it right now. I think this might be the worst movie we've ever done. I know I've said that before, but I would watch Nuki over this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, easily. And But the thing is, we haven't said that in a while. We've actually... we've we we. We knew to take a break. Yeah, we, we dialed it back so it actually means something Dude, when we say okay, it. Okay, guys, this is what happens, all right? Whenever we say that, one America ends and a new one begins. Nah, that's true. <laughs> so I'm planting the flag right now. After watching this movie, boom, new America. This is the worst <laughs> movie we've done on the show. It's not a recommend. It's no. A, clearly none of us recommend this movie. It's a very close. I mean, I will say this. It is one of those things where you have to see it to believe it. It is, but I will say this. I can't wait to do a live commentary of this somewhere. Yeah, there isn't I mean, a date booked or anything like this, but it has it's one of those movies where you're sitting there and you're just like, I could be making fun of that. I could be making fun of that. It's just too much. Oh, that's funny. I could be making fun Again, of that. Again, you need the Ocean's Eleven team to yeah. really go at this movie. <laughs> You really we need to. we need twelve different screenings in twelve different parts of the city just to cover all the horse shit that's going on in this movie. So I mean, yeah, it's it's not a recommend. I'm right in the middle because I can't recommend it. I just really can't. Yeah, but you really have no idea what this is. It's so insane and just like so wrong headed. Well, here's the thing. I'll 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 build the mystery back up for this movie. Hey, folks. Does this movie actually exist? Maybe it doesn't. Find out for yourself if we've just been lying this entire time. Because <laughs> it's so it's so unbelievable that this is a movie. I, I thought when I saw the listing for it, I was like, well, this can't mean... When it says Easy Rider, the ride... It can't mean the Dennis Hopper movie. It's got to be referencing I, something I was else. certain it was a documentary about the making of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I was certain. Right? That was something totally like that. certain that, of that. That title would make sense too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what the real movie is, and we just and maybe, just, maybe we've just been pulling the wool over your ears. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Heathcliff doesn't star in this movie. <laughs> well, they had me go until they started telling me that uh, the guy's partner was an animated cat. Then it, it fell apart for me there. <laughs> Here's the recommendation. Pick up the BBS box set. Watch all of those movies a thousand times. Because that is how you make movies with messages. You know and what I mean? And then if you have any time after that, maybe like watch five minutes of this. <laughs> Just watch to that, see the 9-11 yeah, drop. Watch the first five <laughs> minutes so you can see that heinous, disgusting 9-11 reference. That's Easy Rider, The Ride Back, <laughs> from 2013, directed by Dustin Reichert. If you want to get a hold of us or find out more information about this show, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. We got a Facebook page. Like us on there or follow us on Twitter. We are at whmpodcast. We are very involved in the social media community, so come chat with us on there. Write us an email if you'd like. We all hit movies at gmail.com. And wherever you get the show, whether it's Stitcher, iTunes, whatever, please give us a rating and a review. Increase the profile of the show wherever it is you get it. It would help us out. Makes you look pretty cool because you listen to the show. So, it, you know, it's win-win for what? everybody. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to draw attention to that part. Yeah. People should <laughs> rate and review. Hey, hey, show's free, right? Huh? Maybe... <laughs> Maybe you say something nice about us, huh? There you go. There you go. Say something nice about us on the internet. <laughs> or, fuck. 
the fuck? Ooh. Gypsy curses aside, uh, <laughs> Eric has a, a, a sister show of ours. Blame it on outer space. Our cons- our conspiracy theory takedown show, which, by the way, is a mm. comedy show. Oh, what? Did you know that? Did you know you host a comedy show? You know, it's really hard for me because I'm there's two different versions of Eric Siska that I'm yeah. throw, throwing up in the air. Yeah, here. two it's Siskas. A re- it's a real dead ringers thing you got to work right. with. No, no, no. You, you, you. This persona is different. Okay. It's a comedy show, yeah. Don't tell the other guy that, though. <laughs> He'll rip your fucking throat out. Blame it on outerspace.com. They're on Stitcher and on iTunes. Rate and review them there, too. Uh, what, do we, what do you got working on? Uh, what is, what's Ooh, coming out? Uh, you, you ever hear about um, that fella named Andy Kaufman? Yeah, a taxi. Right. Still with us. Oh, shit, oh. dude. Tune it in, man. Blame you guys, on you're blowing the lid off that, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think you might even help. <laughs> I might even, you might even say I'm on the episode. Yes. <laughs> At Blame Space Pod on Twitter. They also have a Facebook page. All right. So uh, we've been doing this now. I like getting in the habit of giving hints because let me tell you something. Our listeners are really good at uh, picking up on the hints. Um, so a hint for next week's movie. It co-stars a Disney Channel persona. Nice. Yeah, that works. <laughs> Eric, who was trying to think of his own hint, uh, was dissatisfied with Chris's hint. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's the, okay. The film in question stars someone who used to be a figurehead on the Disney Channel. We'll put it that way. And, and of course, remember, it's from 2013. So we'll be digging into that. And uh, I guess you could say we're putting the pedal to the metal. <laughs> See what I did there? Helping everybody, helping a little bit more. That's it for this week. Until next time, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Chris Gavin. Take it easy.